Welcome to the Garden Culture Podcast, hosted by me, Bailey Van Tassel. I'm a self-taught gardener, busy wife and mother, and small business owner on a mission to live a garden-inspired life. Each month, we will explore what's going on in the garden and fields, as well as get to know incredible people who infuse their own lives with the magic of the garden. For more information on any techniques, recipes, or ideas mentioned here, please visit us at baileyvantassel.com slash podcast. Hello, and welcome to November. November is a crackling fire and the smell of spices wafting from a hot stove. She brings us that huga craving for cozy in all pursuits. She's a shearling lined boot and a fair aisle sweater, a crisp walk accompanied by pink cheeks and followed by hot chai tea. The garden in the woods are looking vastly different now from their summer selves, but also from each other, depending on where they reside. In the South, the temperature has cooled, but the garden is bursting with a second wind. Gardeners are sowing broccoli, cauliflower, kohlrabi, onions, potatoes, and greens. We're seeing our pea shoots climb and gathering herbs to dry for the high holidays. In the north, snow's begun to fly, leaving many gardeners to tuck in their gardens. Tucking in the garden for winter looks like discarding or tossing diseased plants into a bonfire. You don't want to compost these and perpetuate any failings. And then next, you pull from trellises and cut back anything that hasn't gone to seed, gently folding it back into the soil and allowing it to decompose over winter. And then finally, placing a layer of mulch over the beds and letting that tiny yet vast ecosystem of microorganisms and good bacteria do their thing. All Saints Day and All Souls Day are traditionally Italian, and these holidays greet us on the first and second of the month inspiring observation of the saints and a visit to those who have passed. Consider taking flowers to graves or planting bulbs there and feasting on sweetbreads and almond biscuits. It's such a sweet nod to those who have passed and a way for us to just remember our place in the world and those who have come before us. We also, of course, have the American Thanksgiving this month. A reason to be thankful and eat turkey, gravy, potatoes, green bean casseroles, and pumpkin pies. This year, I'll be embroidering custom napkins for everyone and keeping a jar in the house for anonymous gratitudes to be shared at dinner. Something I'll include the little ones in too, but gives a little twist to the tradition that I hope will diminish that sheepishness of what are we grateful for on the spot around the dinner table. In the garden this month, many of us are finely planting fava beans, onions, and garlic, as well as many edible flowers like calendula, nasturtium, bachelor buttons, and primrose. I like to pick my calendula as soon as they bloom and incrementally dry them in the dehydrator to make salves and teas with. Nasturtium pesto is a favorite of mine using the leaves, and nasturtium seed capers are on the top of my all-time favorite pantry must-have tricks. You basically just quick pickle the seeds to create capers, usually within a week of using them. I love to use these nasturtium capers in dishes like a chicken piccata, which is just so delightful with that surprise of the nasturtium seed. Winter veggies can continue to shine whether you're harvesting or succession sowing. And this year, I'm going to try closing up my cauliflower leaves to help keep pests like aphids at bay and encourage a strong head to form. 
you simply take the green outer leaves and fold them up and over the big white head that's developing. Cauliflower and brassicas in general don't need to be pollinated because that head is really the sort of beginning of the flowering stage. So you use those green leaves, you pull them up over the beautiful head of cauliflower and just use a rubber band to fasten it shut. And I've been told that this is a brilliant secret for getting really, really solid cauliflower heads to form. So we will be trying that this year. We are also in the season of planting spring bulbs and there is no better time to try your hand at a bulb lasagna where you layer bulbs at different depths to encourage potted arrangements and blooming at different times. This is something you can do in your borders or just out in your garden, but it works particularly well in a pot. Arthur Parkinson from the UK, I'm sure you know of him, is a huge inspiration for me in this area. And I really have enjoyed learning about the different depths at which you plant each bulb. So for example, you'll put some soil in your pot, some rocks in your pot with soil, and then tulip bulbs cover that with you know compost by a few inches and then add in perhaps your freesia bulbs and then cover those with a few inches of soil and then add in your crocus at the top and then cover that and place some large statement plants at the very top that are shallow rooted, like an ornamental kale, for example. So I'm really excited to fill a bunch of pots this year. Every spring, I wish I planted more bulbs in the fall and winter. So just be sure to know if your bulbs need to be chilled or if you can just go ahead and throw them into the soil and outside. I will be adding freesias and crocus in particular into my own mix this year but I want to remind you of a little trick that I have. There's no better hostess gift than a gorgeous pot with soil and a bulb that's pre-planted in it, whether it be amaranthus, hyacinth, tulip, whatever, paper whites potentially. I think it's such a beautiful gift to give someone with little instructions on what to do and letting them have this beautiful surprise. So they get a gift and then in a few months when their bulbs bloom, it's like a second gift and reminder just a really elegant touch, something I think is thoughtful and unique. In the forests and fields this month, foraging is still abundant. If you're lucky enough to live where chestnuts grow, you're lucky enough. Look for sheep sorrel, wild herbs, winter cress, winter chanterelles, persimmon, and pecans. And on the note of chestnuts, I just have to bring up a memory that I have. I will never forget a trip to Israel where I had this delicious, creamy chestnut gnocchi. We were ending our travels and I thought nothing could trump the first time I ever had shakshuka, which I had ordered. And that's really that like creamy tomato sauce with the eggs in it and some sort of like creamy cheese and the spices and the herbs and you dip pita. I mean, it's extraordinary. But we traveled from Tel Aviv over to Yafo, which is like a little island off the coast. And we found this tiny restaurant and someone else, it wasn't even me, ordered this bowl of creamy, maybe even there was like a touch of pesto in the sauce over the gnocchi and it came out like clouds. I will never forget this dish. I will be attempting to recreate this this season with store-bought chestnuts because we don't have those available to us. But if I cannot recreate it this season, it will be something I'm sure I attempt truly for the rest of my life. It was 
so good. It is worthy of the pursuit. I will share that when I, when I uncover the secret to it. <laughs> this month, I hope you find refuge amidst the bustling and set some intentions going into the holidays. What is most important to you? Which traditions feel outdated and which inspire? How can we say no to the unnecessary and create moments of connection, presence, and dare I say boredom to allow ourselves for the continuation of creativity and calm? Happy gardening, feasting, and growing, my friends. And for those of you in America, happy Thanksgiving. I am deeply grateful that you are here, that you've enjoyed the podcast. I would love to hear any feedback, requests, questions, guest ideas that you have. It's truly such a passion and a joy to be here with you. And I am always here for a conversation. So until next time. I hope this episode has been balm for the soul and inspiration for the heart. I would love if you left a review to let me know your thoughts or anything you're interested in learning. And I'm so grateful that you found this space. For more information on any techniques, recipes, or ideas mentioned, visit us at baileyvantassel.com slash podcast.